when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Guess we can just get into it, right? <laughs> yeah, we can. <laughs> All right. You're thinking about that compilation clip right now. I am, and I was thinking about <laughs> eating tonight, and then I was like, I don't want to eat. Maybe like it might be too soon. I don't like it. Don't want to eat like ever. Uh, well, you know, I'll recover, but I don't need that season of the witch clip in my head. That's, that's the main. That's the real thing that's going on in my head. Um, and I'm trying to figure out like. How am I supposed to open a podcast? That's, Rob, this is that's it, the Rob. Can we just? We've already, is this just the open? We've we're open. open. This is it. With it, the podcast is the I'll welcome to wait for our video. Cut this. We're yeah, we're so in it's it Monday, now. October twenty sixth. It is. Yes. And you're I, listening 26. to Waypoint Radio, episode three fifty four. <laughs> I'm your host, Rob Zachney. And joining me today, we have Ricardo Contreras. God damn it! Do you think his head turned into pumpkin first and then it rotted, or did it just rot? I don't know what like happened to that mask. There was like it got like gelatinous and and um. I kind of read Ooh, that as a pump, pumpkin bits, like when you make a jack and lantern, you gotta scoop all that shit out, you know? That looked kind of like that. But his face was still very human, so yeah, the, the pumpkin, yeah, just, I don't know. Um, <laughs> and maybe the plans explained later in the movie, I forget. It's been, you know, I, I watch it once a year, but then forget the plot details, so I don't... You watch that once a year. Wow. See, yeah, Season of the Witches, <laughs> like we have a handful of like... What? An, Season of the Witches was, is, uh, well, I only, okay, so uh, I love a good... Uh, horror franchise where you discover there are eight more of these. Like, nothing brings me greater joy than, oh, they made nearly ten of these and you have not whoops. seen uh, any. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, it's a whoops that, like, I want to, like, rub all over my body. Like, whoops, time to time to watch the seventh movie in this franchise. Um, and I not, my wife and I watched the Halloween ones a couple, couple years back and um, I'd never seen Season of the Witch, and she had seen it as a kid and was like, I can't believe you haven't seen this. And we watched it, and now it has become an, you know, we have like a, a an annual rotation of like a couple of movies that we make sure and hit throughout the month, and Season of the Witch has become one of those. And we've now convinced our daughter to dance around the kitchen to the Silver Shamrock theme in the morning, because it goes six more days to Halloween, and we just changed the... The number based on how close we are to, to Halloween. <laughs> so hopefully my hopefully my daughter doesn't spontaneously burst into snakes and bugs at some point. Although honestly, I think she would think it was funny. She thinks bugs are great, so that might you know don't show her season. Don't show her Sleepy Hollow, which is we watched the first third of that movie, forgetting that movie is like the most violent of the Tim Burton films because like she's the really likes Nightmare Before Christmas, and I was like, oh well, maybe we'll put on Sleepy Hollow for a bit. Well, it's like 30 seconds of that movie is like just like a bunch of dead bodies and like decapitated heads. And I tried yeah, but to... it's all t- cartoonish. Like, it, it, well, not- it is, it is. Well, it's weird because with her, I let her tell me what scares her and then we turn things off. Um, but like violence is weird because it's hard to explain 
violence, like to a four-year-old. Like we tried to watch Mulan. And I was like, this Mulan is just mowing motherfuckers down in this movie. I was like, we're whenever you get bored, we're turning off Mulan and not going back to it. Whereas like in a lot of horror, like horror stuff, like in this realm is more just like spooky images. And so then it's just like, well, what is, what triggers a kid? And so I just listen to her and she tells me what she doesn't like and we won't watch it anymore. But then, so she got very excited every, she was very perplexed. How does, so he doesn't have a head. I was like, yes, the headless horseman. And he's like, well, does he have arms? Like, yes, clearly he has the sword in which he cuts off the heads of the people he's hunting down. Okay, so does he have legs? He's got legs. He's got arms. The one thing he's – that's why he's called the headless horseman. I understand headless is like a weird term for a four-year-old, <laughs> but like that's what we're going for. No, I, was like, let's, I was like, forget head. Not headless, just no head. Like, okay, no head. Got it. Um, so we watched that for you know half an hour, and then it was time for bed, and she grabbed her uh, – like every year we go to like the Disney on ice thing and she always, you know, gets like the new wand or whatever there, that's there. And she grabbed her Elsa one and um, then proceeded to run around the house and line up my wife and I um, on the floor low enough so that she could she could reach us. And uh, she said, I need to cut your heads off. And so <laughs> she did. And that's great. That's where I'm at with uh, my parenting. And I've got a second one. So <laughs> it's great. If I can do it, so can you. <laughs> Just working on that Lizzie Borden speed run. Uh, that is the voice of Patrick Klapek. Uh Austin and Gita are out on assignment. Um, they heard they, they saw me paste that season of the witch clip and said, "No, I'm good. I'm not going to watch. Not doing this podcast." Speaking of being triggered, um, I'm playing Ace Combat Seven, where you play a pilot whose call sign is Trigger. And I was wondering where you were going with that. Yeah. I was like, okay, Rob. (laughs) I know it's political season, but. uh, I'm getting really into Joe Rogan. Uh, (laughs) So, yeah. So, in Ace Combat 7, uh, your character is a pilot named Trigger uh, flying alongside Clown and some other characters. A bunch of them die in the opening missions. Um, But, yeah. I know this is not news to anyone, but mm. Ace Combat is surprisingly narratively dense. Um, huh. Yeah. So, like, the game started, and right out of the gate, it starts giving me, like, some deep history on this universe, uh, the the world of uh, Strange Real. Right. Are they all connected? And Does Seven pick up with like yes. a different... Okay. All right. Great. That's... Again, you were speaking real. my language as someone who sees Halloween 9 and goes, let me know how we got here. I want... I, like the fact that Ace Combat 7 connects to mythology brings me great joy. <laughs> oh, really dense mythology. Like I was like, okay, what's what's going on in this universe? So I was like history of Strange Real or something. And I open a Wikipedia page that I swear <laughs> to God, like, you know how they all have their uh, table of contents at the top? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That thing was like a page or like it was like three scrolls of the mouse wheel down to get to the bottom of the table of contents as they bullet point the history, which starts like pretty far back in time uh, and then sort of moves up through history. And I guess for our purposes, the thing that is relevant is it is a different world than ours, similar in some respects, but crucially uh, right around when the Cold War would have been happening in our timeline, in their timeline, uh, a meteor hit the planet. 
Oh. And (laughs) yeah. And so like it sort of seems like because the planet was devastated by a series of meteor impacts uh, that largely fell in one area of the globe, that immediately you had kind of a series of knock-on crises where uh, they all have really absurd names. So Usia is the place that like just gets utterly trashed by meteor impacts. Their economy is devastated. Their ecology is devastated. Millions dead. Uh, tons of people overnight are forced to become refugees. They begin fleeing to a place uh, called Arusia, which is a monarchist uh, great power. And Arusia while trying, I guess, while trying to help for a little while, eventually is overwhelmed by uh, the arrival of all these refugees and effectively start a world war to start, like, I guess, grabbing land uh, and, like, sort of impose their own control over this continent that's sort of plunged into crisis. And they are opposed by Osea, uh, the people who sort of seem like they weren't affected at all by the meteor, or not that much. Uh, I mean, everyone is affected. The the planet's kind of devastated. Uh, there's a lot of pictures of like semi barren wasteland uh, in this world. Um, but Osea sort of seems to come through at the best because they weren't hit by any meteors, and they sort of seem to have become uh, the great power. They sort of contain Osea, and in this world. Uh, you, f- I guess you're flying with like the international peacekeepers who sort of been uh, like protecting what's left of Usia, and Osia has just like decided to start using a world that's been plunged into crisis as a good investment opportunity. Like I think they're sort of supposed to be the good guys, but they kind of seem to suck. Um, <laughs> their big plan is like. What we're going to do is we're going to create massive like tech boondoggles and create a new infrastructure for the planet that is all under our control. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the start of this game, Arusia uh, launches yet another war to stop this from happening. And this time, the big twist is you're fighting. Uh, you're you're fighting drones. They're they're bringing out like uh, fleets of drone aircraft, uh, whereas you, of course, are flying just really cool manned aircraft uh, from the Cold War. And so you start out like in an F-16. Uh, right now I'm I'm rocking an F-14D. Uh, it's it's real good. But yeah, I have uh, I was not prepared for this to be a game where before you get to a mission, you get a long cutscene as a character narratives her personal stakes and her personal journey uh, in this world. Mm. And then you are plunged into a mission with a different character who doesn't seem to speak, uh, Trigger. Uh, you're just, that, that character is just sort of a cipher. Um, but before you get into that, you also have like 10 minutes of mission text as like a mission briefing gives you all the backstory and what's immediately going on. And then you fly a mission. And during the mission, you also have like just nonstop radio chatter of building the fiction and the universe and like the characters establishing themselves as members of the squadron. And then after the mission, you got another cutscene, and then you got a mission debrief and then you got to get to it's unbelievably uh, it's just it's just a full on narrative onslaught 
uh, you know, in, in all honesty, and I kind of love it. <laughs> can, I, I'm, can I read some uh, factoids from um, the fandom wiki for, uh, for this game? Uh, uh, Kazutoki Kono, um, who's one of the uh, producers on this, he says, <laughs> we coined the term strange real world when we were making the world of Ace Combat 4 using improper English grammar. But coin it, we did. From that point on, for whatever reason, it's become established to users around the world as Strange Real. For that reason, true Strange Real is what we call the world based on Ace Combat 4, from which the number titles have stemmed. And then, okay, because people point out the, the weird inconsistencies of this world. Uh, yes, a popular oddity in the series is when the enemy pilot will exclaim, My plane's been Swiss cheesed! Even though Switzerland does not exist in Strange Real. A Dutch role... And uh, Burmese are also mentioned in Ace Combat 5, The Unsung War, while neither the Netherlands nor Burma or Myanmar are pr- present in Strange Real. In Ace Combat 7, Skies Unknown, the, and quote, Italian bistro is mentioned by someone. Just, you know, if they care about their mythology, I, you know, I, I just want to point out that there are some inconsistencies with the Strange Real going on here. This is like when you're a first-time, like, <laughs> game master or something, mm-hmm. and you're just trying to build color into a scene, and it's like, uh, so then the uh, Faulty <laughs> Dragon Inn is sort of kitty corner from uh, a taco stand, and uh, <laughs> that is one of those popular taco stands in all the realm, and people are like, tacos? What's that all about? <laughs> are they taco. like our tacos? And then you're like, uh, but, um, well, uh, yes, in this world, the, uh, the, a lot of, uh, they, they grew corn was one of their staple crops and of course so they they buy their via their own path of invention uh they also arrived at the corn tortilla and it was just a short leap from there to the <laughs> uh taco which is why uh this universe has uh tacos everywhere it's like well what else does it have nothing else from our world nothing else from and then 10 minutes later <laughs> you, you fuck up and you're like somebody's like man would you like a cappuccino traveler and you're like whoa hold on <laughs> cappuccino me. They got they got like espressos here. What's 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 that all about? Isn't this like the Middle Ages? Well, yeah. Uh, but for coffee, they've mastered pressures and steam, and uh, magicians make it. That's how ma- magicians. I would have just I would have just said yeah, I don't know. There's portals. It, like a taco fell through. I don't know. <laughs> then they, they reverse engineered it. <laughs> Figured out the rest. Are you I enjoying? Mean, a taco just fell through a portal. That's how you end up with a cargo cult situation, though. In the <laughs> world, where people are like. Holy shit! If you if you tried this, you can only we can only eat this once, but like just savor it, just save every bite. Then we'll tell uh, everyone about it. You uh, you've been playing well. You and Kato have been playing Squadrons. Like, how does how does this fall in the like fly feel? Like, where does I know it's more actiony, Ooh, but I guess Squadrons feel. is squad uh, Squadrons is splitting the difference too to some some degree. Maybe more on the simmy side than Ace Combat, right? Like Ace Combat's more like just get in there and fire those yeah. missiles, partner. Yeah, no, for for sure. Uh, but I think that's not a bad comparison uh, in terms of just how dense the environment is with like stuff for you to engage with. Um, they're pretty similar in that respect. Squad- Squadrons is way more simmy in that it's trying to do things like um, not only are your most powerful pieces of equipment on cooldowns, which which they are in they they are in Ace Combat as well, but Ace Combat, like for instance. You have, you bring into each mission like 70 guided missiles in 
ace combat. Like effectively, those are your guns. Like you have you have guns, but like mostly you're just flying around getting locks on people and firing missiles because firing like guided missiles looks awesome. Uh, so I think the the big difference is ace combat is all about like fuck it, yeah, use those special powers, use use your cool your your cool special weapons. Whereas squadrons is very much like no, you got to fly around and like drop on someone's six and like shoot them with a gun and your special abilities are kind of uh rare tools it's, it's much more about like you know pick someone out of the chaos engage them destroy them move on uh ace combat is very you're much about me, like rob you're telling me you don't use the dumb fire missiles that you get like 20 of at the beginning of a match um sometimes i do uh sometimes like i i've equipped some of those <laughs> Um, I wasn't super happy with the results I was getting. Um, I was more pleased with just using guns, uh, and using other specials. I, uh, I just is, saw the amount of missiles they give you when you pick the dumbfire ones. And I was just like, I'm going to learn to use these cause that's too many fucking missiles. Um, is that the bad is, I think it is on capital ships, you know, you just kind of park yourself and unload a bunch of missiles into a capital ship yeah. because it can't dodge you like a regular ship. Um, but I yeah. like the bombs. Those are fun. The 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 bombs the, just like iron bombs fall that, like, down. Drop. I like that they yeah. drop res- irrespective of any sort of gravity. It's just whatever the bottom of your ship is pointed, they they shoot out that way for some reason. It's good. Yeah. Well, I mean, because obviously, you know, you, you, they probably have some sort of. They have to be launched, even though they drop straight down. They're launched. Right. You know, there's a sort of exit velocity. Uh, but but yeah, I think. Ace combat is, I think, m- more about uh, making it feel like you're part of a big, chaotic, um, like, fight in some ways. I, I, Squadron's missions do that, too, but I think they're, I don't know, for some reason it feels a little more orderly. I think one of the issues I had with that game is I didn't find the behavior of AI craft all that convincing. Um, whereas... Yeah. In Ace Combat, I don't know if it's more convincing or not. You just never notice because if you sort of like fly a little ways out of combat and sort of turn around and look at what what all is happening, you will see just your horizon covered in different like aerial dogfights happening and sort of missile streaks traveling in every direction. There's nonstop radio chatter of people, you know, calling for help or uh, describing sort of the narrative action of the mission. Uh, but yeah, a big so a big part of Ace Combat is just sort of dazzling you with ridiculous spectacle um, of feeling like you're part of this much larger engagement. Uh, whereas I think, yeah, Squadrons is much more about like keeping you focused on yourself, on your on your on your plane. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, does Ace Squadrons it's, have, or Ace Squadrons? Does Ace Combat have a multiplayer mode, or is it just single player campaign? It has it has multiplayer. Um, I haven't messed with it because I am too I I am too all in on the drama of right. Stranger L. Um, I need to know what happens. We just <laughs> so the thing is so the, I just got to the game's first big twist. Uh, spoilers for a year old game if you haven't gotten Hit around me. to this. Hit me. Okay. <laughs> so. Uh, there's the surprise attack launched by Arusia. Uh, you are sort of there on day one and trying to deal with the the surprise attack. Your the uh, peacekeeping forces 
uh, of Usia like launch a counterattack at Erusia. It all goes bad. Um, they lose like what's left of their navy, basically trying to do this. And then, uh oh, bad news. Our former president was inspecting the space elevator when the attack, when the surprise attack happened, mm-hmm. and he's still there. And Erusia has seized control of the space elevator. Uh, so we got to go get him. <laughs> Trigger, you got to fly through the air. You got to fly through the radar defenses undetected. Uh, basically, this means that on the map, you'll just have big red circles where you can't go and you have to sort of thread the needle between them uh, and just sort of fly carefully and pick your way to the space elevator without being detected. Uh so that once you're there, you can take down the air defenses and a rescue force arrives. And so it's a pretty involved mission. Uh, you're, you're fighting around this giant space elevator, which is what it sounds like. Basically, it's a, it's a huge like skyscraper sized construct uh, that at the top of it, like a cable heads off into the upper atmosphere. And you got to rescue the president. And then once the president is rescued, you got to get the president out of there. And the president flies out is he in your, he's, on, is he in your in your in your jet or he gets he can fly as well he's like i, I, uh, I got this, this no so the game Day. is trying to be set like so this is the weird thing nothing is realistic about the game but also at the same time it does care about things like you can't rescue the president in a tomcat fighter like you that can't was my thought like, was like yeah because is there like hover tech there's like oh you just like <laughs> throw down a ladder and a rope no. and you just like <laughs> hop into the spare no. seat Instead, once you bring down the defenses, you get a radio call from this dude who's like, I'm with the president. I'm a pilot and I found a cargo jet and we need to get out of here. Sure. It's like, cool, we'll escort you. And right as you start escorting him away, uh, the Arusian's giant flying wing uh, prop aircraft shows up and it's kind of the mothership for all their little jet drones. And it looks cool as hell. Like this thing sort of like it is massive. It sort of breaks through the clouds. And then you see like uh, like clouds of these drone fighters start dropping from it and igniting their thrusters and like chasing after you. You got to shoot them down. But somehow they damage the president's plane. You lose contact with that pilot. Shit. And then the plane starts heading back toward the space elevator. Um, almost as if it's on like a suicide attack uh trajectory but you're trying to you're trying to get the president to turn around like hey come, you need to you need to come like we assume you're at the controls we can't we don't know what's going on aboard that craft um the drones are trying to shoot it down and so at a certain point in the mission you start trying to shoot these enemy drones who are attacking the uh the president's cargo plane and then you get a cutscene with like it looks like one of your missiles just flies into the president's plane. It blows the fuck up. No, no. What? <laughs> and everyone's like, what the fuck just happened? And everyone's like, well, uh, trigger just shot down the president. Uh, <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, that's you're going to see, you're going to be court martialed. Oh, uh, you know? And so you like the next thing that happens is uh, you discover that your character was court-martialed, found guilty of assassinating the president, <laughs> and was sent to this prison colony uh, that your forces are running in, like, the middle of nowhere. Uh, they b- basically built, like, a Potemkin airstrip uh, that, they've pi- that they've populated with 
all the castoffs of their armed forces. Uh, uh, a thief, a an anarchist, uh, some other person, and then one of the other main characters, the scrappy uh, mechanic lady, uh, who just gets picked up basically be, for being in the wrong place at the wrong time. And that's where Trigger ends up. And like this mission, like you're just sent to prison. Uh, and the thing they are doing at this base is they're operating this dummy base just to draw attacks from Arusia. Um And so where I'm at in the game, you basically just have to go up in these crappy old aircraft and make a good show of like, oh, yeah, this is definitely a real base. Uh, this is definitely a Jesus. valuable military installation. Uh, so you should definitely keep sending bombers to attack it. Um, because obviously it's, it's useful. Is the whole base but, yeah. a prison? Yes. Okay. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's just, it's a weird, it's a combination <laughs> of like, I, I think it's, it's a combination of like a uh, military prison and, uh, like punishment detail right. almost right. like, like like a lot of people we didn't still technically get you in a court martial, but uh, you pissed someone off. Therefore, you get to go be bait. Right. You yeah. You've been assigned <laughs> to this trip. Like yeah. It's very much like a penal battalion, uh, where it's like you guys just get all the shit jobs, uh, and you you're basically disposable troops. Right. Uh, so good luck with that. And so I'm curious uh, where this goes from here. But the 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 thing is like. They've told us, like, they tell you so much story in this, and I still have no idea what's going on. Like, I do not know <laughs> why this war is happening. I don't know, like, why they would have thought Trigger did this. Did Trigger blow up the president's plane? I didn't think I did, but it goes into a cutscene. Like, are you playing a character who, I don't know, like, Manchurian candidated yeah. the, the president? I have no idea. Um, but was some code word said somewhere and he didn't hear it. Yeah. It's, but I'll tell you, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, (laughs) it's, I had forgotten how much I missed games like this in some ways. Like it it reminds me, we were talking about on squadrons, uh, when we're talking about squadrons, like Squadron sort of evokes things like Free Space and uh, the old TIE Fighter games. But honestly, I think Ace Combat 7 evokes it even more because Ace Combat 7 is just so focused on like you're flying around a plane, but mostly you're there to see sort like sort of a cool sci- like military sci-fi story play out mm. with you there as one of the pilots. Right. Uh, it does that really well. And so I'm a few hours in, uh, but I think I'm I think I'm pretty hooked and I'm a little bummed. I need to look into the um I need to look into the backwards compatibility issue for um like it's Ace Combat 7. What about these six other games? Like can I play them? <laughs> oh my Hold god. On. Well, you can safely skip one of them. Um not so the the uh Strange Real begins in Ace Combat 4. And okay. then one of them I've now oh, hold on I could I could ex, I could have explained this. Uh, <laughs> Did you actually well, close there was the a tab? Con, there was a controversy. There was a controversy. Okay. okay, hold on. So, following the release of Ace Combat uh, Joint Assault, uh, Assault Horizon, and Ace Combat Infinity, many fans assumed that Bandai Namco had abandoned Strange Real entirely. However, the release of Ace Combat Assault Horizon Legacy 
Ace Combat Northern Wings and Ace Combat 7 Skies Unknown puts this theory to rest. Kono confirmed the Strange Rail was abandoned for Assault Horizon in particular because it was seen as a barrier to entry for newcomers to the Ace Combat series. Bandai Namco believed that a setting, uh, a main game in the real world, which would be more relatable, would help draw new players to the franchise. So you're going to have to do some work on, you know, even if all of them are backwards compatible in that, like, in that oh, world, fuck. not all of them are like, Narrative compatible. If you're looking for the strange realiverse, uh, uh, that's that's not going to be everything. Did you see one. this? I just found the timeline. Look at this shit. Pace me. There we go. There it is. Uh, okay. Yeah. So seven Wait. is technically the second to last in the series. Ace Combat three takes place, takes place in 2040. In 2040, Ace Combat seven takes place in 2019. What is All going the other games here are uh, before that. <laughs> wait, what? Yeah, Ace so Combat three came out on the PlayStation one in I don't know when, but like in the nineties. This is some. This is this is uh, approaching some near near level uh, bullshit right here. Okay, so Ace Combat Zero is the first one. Yeah. The PlayStation Two. Okay. And then we've got Ace Combat Four. Then so Ace you Combat don't need to 5. worry about Ace Combat Two. Apparently not. Or what is Ace Combat Zero the first one? Is it just? Is there an Ace Combat One? Ace Combat. No, no subtitle somewhere out there that doesn't matter anymore. Oh man, I just, I just read the synopsis for Ace Combat Three Electrosphere. <laughs> All right. I mean, I'm I really, wanna, I'm really interested. It's, it, it's, it's called it's, the Intercorporate War. I'm I really like interested. Okay, happening I'm gonna, there. I'm just, I'm gonna pace. I'm not saying I, I want to spoil Ace Combat Three for the for everyone, but I do want to spoil it for like the people in this. Just, just like, just, like, just read that plot summary. Um, about uh, uh, wow, electrosphere, and just th- oh just my think about god, it. yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, <laughs> it's all the test. Yes, sub- sublimated character, abyssal, Dijon, Dicean, Dice killed. I don't know. Five endings. Five. What? And the none fuck? of them are real. What the this fuck? This is so weird. Okay, okay. So is this... Not, not, okay, I don't know what this means. Okay, I'm reading, again, the fandom um, wiki uh, for Ace Combat, which is, which is excellent, highly highly recommended. Uh, in the remake section, do the, it says, due to the international version's lack of a proper storyline, Ace Combat fans have repeatedly asked Namco over the years to re-release or re-rake Ace Combat 3 a full localization. What does that... What does that mean? What is it, why does it not have a... In June 2009, a fan-driven project was initiated by a group of people known as Team Nemo in order to fully translate Ace Combat. What is it? What? I'm starting to to see a story here. Great. Good. I don't understand. You know what we were talking about for a while? What what would be the next thing we would do for lore reasons if we ever did another lore reasons? The story in the international version of Ace Combat 3, so basically any version released outside of Japan, is independent of the Japanese version. What? With none of its characters, backstory, or endings. Excuse me? Newcom <laughs> was renamed to New Work. However, some portions of the story from the Japanese version were included here. Um, basically, the localization team said, what if not your story? <laughs> and what if <laughs> what? we put in our own, 
You see these little bubbles Excuse where you can put text? Me? Like, what if I just wrote my own story for it? Wait, did they have, did they use, did they change any assets around? Or is it just, they no, changed the No, it just sounds the like they just changed the text. Just wow. Just a total robotech wow. situation. Holy shit. Wait, so hold on. So this synopsis that you pasted here, Patrick. That's for the Japanese version of the game, the real story. The actual According story. According to Agnes Kaku, who worked on the localization for Ace Combat 3, I was brought in to do a demo lo- translation of a story chapter by people who were supposedly contracted to write the screenplay. Soon after, Namco decided to lighten the budget by ditching much or all of the plot content for the non-Japanese release. What? Does that mean they just skipped cuts, like, d- text boxes that needed to be translated? Namco made their decision after they had already started advertising the game's expansive storyline in regions outside of Japan, <laughs> resulting in a backlash from fans who were expecting the game's full localization. What the fuck? That's incredible. This is great. Rob... This is this has been a joy to 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 read this wiki on this podcast. Tremendous I'm, content. I'm looking forward to to getting more into Ace Combat. Please, Ace please, Combat. Ace Combat uh, stands yeah. out there. Funny. Write in what other tips. What other, what else do we need? To, we can have an Ace Combat corner where we can we can <laughs> unpack parts of the Ace Combat universe, uh, the strange realiverse. Uh, please write in. Uh, so Kato. Uh, yeah. Turning to you for a moment. Speaking of uh, large unruly universes. Yeah. You're back on Pokemon. <laughs> okay. Not where I thought the segue was gonna go. Um, yeah. The the new DLC for Pokemon, the Crown Tundra, uh, just released last week. Uh, last uh, Thursday or Friday, I, I believe. Um, so I've been diving back into that. Um, I am enjoying it so far. It takes place in a totally new section of the map that they've added um with a bunch of new like they added they you know up to the pokedex again they've um there's new story beats to go through and the big theme of it is that there's a lot of uh legendaries that were previously um uncatchable that brought in from you know the, the older games um there's one new mode that is kind of interesting called max raid layers which kind of play out like a miniature like the the map is a hundred percent just like the kind of branching map situation you have in like slay the spire for example like you have choices between you can see kind of what the path is ahead uh and you can see what pokemon you'll be fighting on the way there and each fight is a max raid battle which is four pokemon and you can do this solo and bring along three ai or you the way you're supposed to do it or like most people will be doing it is multiplayer online you you and three other strangers take on this one giant pokemon um and after uh what's interesting about this is that instead of taking in one of your own pokemon you actually you pick one at the beginning to rent and as you like move through the the this cave system essentially each time you fight one you have the ability to capture it if you capture it you can swap it out uh, with the Pokemon that you took in originally. Um, and it's like only, you only get one Pokemon per person. So there's kind of some interesting, like it's I, I've run it a few times and it's kind of fun to like make your way through the mazes and swap Pokemon as you see like, oh, next the next fight coming up is going to be a grass one. This Pokemon that I just caught is ground. I don't need that. Or like it's actually a fire Pokemon. It'll be great for that one. But then um, at the very end, there will be a legendary that has... Um, 
uh, 100% catch rate, which is usually unheard of for legendaries, especially like Dynamax legendaries. So it's uh, both a neat like mode and also like um, surprisingly generous for what it gives you at the end, which are, you know, legendaries that people enjoy and think are cool. Aside from that, there's like new story bits about a legendary Pokemon that was a king that apparently ruled over a land of humans, but it was their king. I don't know. It's weird. I'll I'll get back to you when I get further into that story, but right now there's been some Pokemon possession, which is always fun. Um and yeah, so far it seems really it seems really neat. It seems like a solid uh follow up to the last DLC, which I actually never finished, because in the middle of that DLC, they did the unspeakable horror of making me grind a Pokemon's level from like five to 60. And I was like, fuck that. <laughs> so I just never got to that story. I'm still carrying around the Pokemon I'm supposed to level up. But what seems but to be nice is that the DLCs are separate. So like I'm basically, I'm leveling that Pokemon like in the background as I do things oh, through this new DLC, yeah. which is very nice. So like right, you can just jump into Crown Tundra even if you haven't finished uh, the... I, um, Isle of Iron. I forget the exact name of that. But yeah. Okay, so Crown Tundra proposes that there was a land where Pokemon ruled as yes. monarchs. Yes, there was the one monarch Pokemon, Pokemon that has do a not co- speak like Pokemon don't have language in the way that we do. Well, uh, they no. They, they, this one has, mean? This one absolutely does because it um uh it possesses a human in order to speak to us like it tries to talk to us but obviously oh, like but, detective pikachu uh uh no that that was the other way around that was a human That's who right. had turned a into a pokemon possessing. yeah yeah uh spoilers for detective pikachu sorry uh, but, but this is the other way HBO max it's been on my <laughs> yeah. watch list for like two yeah months. honestly it's pretty good you should, yeah, watch, you should watch it's a fun it. time I, I, I enjoyed it <laughs> yeah um uh, i kind of spoiled the big thing but whatever it's fine um the, this is the other way around. Some uh, hapless uh, adventurer who kind of... Um, <laughs> he is out here on a vacation, ad, an advent, av- adventure tour that he likes to call an advent tour with his daughter, who is a teenager oh, who yeah, wants none of it. <laughs> and yeah. she fucking ditches him and kind of sets you up to like do the advent tour in her, in her place. And... Um, as you're like doing this adventure, which has um, Please a stop couple of that. riddles. What? I will not. <laughs> it's what it is. Uh, there's a bunch of riddles that you have to figure out in order to uh, find the locations of separate legendary Pokemon, which is neat that the game didn't just say like, hey, here, this is what you do. It's like, oh, here, figure out this puzzle first before you can just find these. Um, right, but when does the Pokemon ruler possess somebody? So the and then the guy that you're on the tour with, uh, kind of the dad, the dad who's like who's been talking up this ruler Pokemon and being like, this is like the most mysterious fucking Pokemon ever. No oh, one's like, ever seen like it. Talking him up as in like this is our rightful king, and I'm here. To, <laughs> I, no, I'm not here that. To summon like like awake right. Pokemon King Arthur. <laughs> Uh, so that he will rule us once again. No, more just like this. This Pokemon it definitely exists. Don't believe that it's like um, you know, he's like a Bigfoot guy basically. Um, and then his Bigfoot appears, but he doesn't get to see it because it immediately possesses him in order to speak to us because we're uh, better at Pokemon fighting. I believe is why we were chosen. <laughs> um, 
And then every time he gets unpossessed, after the king is done, you know, giving us clues to the next piece of the riddle, uh, he leaves and the, the guy's like, oh, I must have fallen asleep where I stood. Weird. Okay. I hope you find that legendary Pokemon someday. Bye. <laughs> well, that does sound surprisingly charming. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's neat. It's neat. It's neat. It's, um, and so far there Worth haven't been any. For? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Especially if you're interested in kind of, um, like finishing out a Pokedex, there's like it because of all the legendaries they've added, but also I think they're, are some interesting puzzles in here that are that are uh you know it's a little more than just like going through the story beats which is which was what iron uh isle of iron was um and what the main storyline was there's a few more kind of open-ended like oh here's like three different riddles you know figure them out however you want and go out and kind of explore this open 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 world uh area yeah it's it's really neat so, speaking of dads, Patrick. <laughs> All right, it's breaking news if it's news from October 16th and it's October 26th. I don't know, but a car, according to uh, Lisa underscore uh, Gressy, who is a uh, Emmy-nominated reporter for WBZ, CBS Boston, Believer, Boston-born, Fluffy Cat Mom, Have Courage to Be Kind, Story Idea, Believer? Elle Gressy at CBS.com. She tweets, a car crash into Magoo's Pizzeria in South <gasps> Boston overnight. Shit. The people who live above the restaurant forced to evacuate. The driver was taken to the hospital and no one else was hurt. The focus now, stabilizing and boarding up the front of the building. Magoo's under attack. Jesus Christ. It's not the only thing under attack in Boston. Uh, <laughs> the the Copley Square ballot box was set ablaze. Uh, what? This what? Yeah. Somebody set a ballot box on fire. So wait, are all those um, ballots just... Yep, they're trying to tell people, they're trying to get the word out to people who may have dropped their ballot boxes, their ballots off at these things. Uh, hey, if you did that over the weekend at Copley Square, um, your ballot probably got burned. <laughs> so you'll Jesus have to Christ. do that again. Hold on, are um, these just like essentially mailboxes, but specifically yeah. for the election that they've put out? Yeah. Okay. Huh. Oh, dude, it rules. Like... There's one by uh Well, until City someone Hall, like, sets one on much. fire, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, well, I mean. Uh, no, I waited like an hour and a half to vote this morning. Uh, did you write in Working Families, part, families Party? You don't have to write it in. It's actually on the ballot. Oh, yes. I thought the whole thing was that they'd gotten removed from the uh, from the ballot. No, no, right? they're on there. Um, it's just like a set. It's the same candidates, just a separate like party affiliation. So you just have to okay. make sure you tick the right box. At least in my okay. jurisdiction. I don't know if there was like, uh, there might be different things in different boroughs. Um, yeah. But yeah, I have, I have, I have to vote in the Barclays Center, which was a fucking shit show um, over the weekend. Luckily, this morning it wasn't as bad, but I was seeing uh, over seven hour waits. Uh, <laughs> yeah. At that location? At that location. Despite the fact that they have the entire Barclay Center to work with. Well, here's the fun part. They don't. They have the lobby of the Barclay Center. Not even the entire lobby that rings the stadium. Just the oh, entryway. So that that to whole the thing point. about like making the like NBA stadiums available as uh -huh. voting centers, that's bullshit. They didn't actually like nope. 
Not they, for not for Barclays at least. It's fucking it's you it's the it's the front lobby of the Barclays and that is it. Not even any the basically the Barclays has this uh large entro, centro, uh entry lobby and then there's a ring around the stadium like normal where concessions and shit are and then the stadium itself. You do not go it's the lobby and that's it. Um it is only like slightly bigger than the uh school gym that I normally uh, go yeah. to uh, yeah the lobbies are not big no. in these places because no. it's all meant to just like filter you through into the real waiting areas yep. and concourses uh, as quickly as possible oh it's that's ridiculous. really disappointing yep um, yeah if you have an absentee ballot you're allowed to just skip the line and drop it in a box in there which is great but that's the real shit my absentee ballot never fucking showed up so had to wait in line uh 7 a.m this morning took an hour and a half which wasn't as bad as i was worried i was worried seeing like seven hour waits jesus christ but, but you were there 7 a.m and it was 90 minutes to get your fucking vote cast uh-huh yep yep <sighs> love country, our man. democracy <laughs> yeah yeah and, this, and, uh, anyways video video games <laughs> I just want to say uh, I wanted to shout out at Lexa Programmer for that uh, Magoo's update. Update, yeah, that's very important. They're they're ones that pass. Now I want to make sure I get that out there. So if if there are additional, wait, was that Lexa Lexa Pro Gamer or Lexa Programmer? Either way, it's a good handle. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Lexa should go ahead and change it now to Lexa Lexa Pro Pro Gamer Gamer, (laughs) um, and just embrace embrace it. Uh, so Patrick. Yeah. How's that Mario Kart in real life thing? <laughs> it's uh, well, it's a gimmick. Um it's so yeah, it was How's Nintendo released uh uh a week or two back. Um you can buy a Mario set or a Luigi set. It's a cart that has a camera attached to it and there is a uh, uh, an app that you download for your Switch. Um and you can it comes with these uh four different like paper gates. Um and you set these gates up and the camera on the the cart can recognize that as like part of the path, um, and you also navigate that path with the cart to sort of like create the course in your um, probably house. Seems like this would not be you know you're gonna need some space to make to make this work. The, in theory, you could do it outside just fine, in like a, a driveway or a, a sidewalk. But the the weather's not really headed in that direction. We had our first snow this morning. It was distressing. Oh, shit. Um, my daughter was the only one excited about it. She's like, this rules. I can't wait to go in the snow. Whereas the rest of the house just <laughs> slowly groans. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's, uh, I don't know. I, I, it's neat. It's fine. Um, I, there's not much to do with it. You know, it's, you create your course and then you go up against like four different um, like Magic Koopas or like a, a, a Koopa Kids Um and it's like a fine, it's like a totally acceptable version of Mario Kart. Um, there's like different classes, you know, like 50cc, 100cc. You can like change the difficulty. I don't know. I, the most fun I got out of it was the fact that there was like a really high resolution camera like on this cart. And I could, my daughter and I chased our dog around because um, she kept trying to bite the, the to Mario. And then she would hide around the house and I could like chase her with with the switch like you actually got like a some pretty nuanced control over this like cart because you're doing it with like dual analog sticks as opposed to like the kind of like fiddly like when i think of like controlling a cart as a or a car as a kid you just have like those giant like spokes that you're trying to like use to move it around that's like no fun or like the kind of wheel that you would you sort of turn depending on which toy you got i don't you know if you 
don't have a child that finds this profoundly interesting, I don't know that they're like, I wouldn't be rushing out to get this. It's neat. Like I had a fun 90 minutes with it, with my kid. She has not asked to use it again. She's also four. So it's like at four, you are jumping between toys in a way that you shouldn't spend money on them because (laughs) your interest level in something like changes so rapidly. Like as she gets older, you know, interest will solidify in a way. Um, but yeah, uh, and like it's fine. It does what it says it's going to do. It's neat. I think for how much is it? Eighty dollars? I want to say that's how much it costs. I want to get it right. Mario. That feels like a lot for a novelty, but yeah, which is why I want to make sure I get the price. Like right. Ring Fit was uh, eighty too, right? Or is that a hundred? Ring Fit. I I want to say that was that was eighty. How was this? How was the? Price not on the Wikipedia page. Come on, what are we, what are we doing here? <laughs> I guess. Uh, while the prices, <laughs> Google pulls up prices on on eBay for you know one hundred and sixty dollars. Seventy nine ninety nine US was ring. Okay, it's listed on Best Buy for a hundred bucks. Wow, really? I don't know. Yeah. Damn. Um, Anyway, it's in that price range, and I don't know. I, I think you need to go in with your eyes wide open. Either you 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 know you are buying a hundred dollar pretty neat gimmick, or you are you have kids that you think are going to get you know a hundred dollars worth of fun out of it. Um, I I think it's more likely for me that thing is going to go on the shelf, and then every once in a while, my daughter will look at it and go, "Can we race that around?" And I'll go, "Sure." And and that's sort of can you sort of it. Can um, you drift the cart? I don't think no. You cannot. You cannot drift the cart. <laughs> you can't. You can't hop it. Um, Damn. It's a nice looking figure though. Like you know, it, I mean, people pay lots of money for like high quality figures to go on their shelf, and I feel like at that point, hundred bucks isn't <laughs> like I've looked at some of those Bloodborne ones. Where I'm like, I'd love to have a Bloodborne figure, and I'm like, no, I would not. <laughs> no, I won't have a Bloodborne <laughs> figure. That Bloodborne watch. <laughs> what watch? Oh God! So the, there's a Bloodborne themed uh, wristwatch. Okay. Excuse um, me. Well, that sounds expensive. It's it looks like somebody took a uh, like steampunk magic uh, mm-hmm. wristwatch thing and was just like, yeah, this is Bloodborne now. Oh well. Uh yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, there's just really not much to say about it. It it, it does what it promises to do, and not much more than that. It's neat, and but it, I, you know how much it needed is going to kind of depend on your circumstance or disposable income. I you know I don't know that I, I would not have purchased this had it not been provided by Nintendo. Yeah. Um, ah, this stunning Bloodborne watch will cost you nearly three hundred dollars. No, it won't. Not if I don't spend that <laughs> yeah, money. Not if I'm not going to buy it. But could look cost all you little nearly. Fake years it's got. That doesn't even speak Bloodborne to me. That's just a bunch of. I mean, it's cool. I mean, it's a cool looking watch, but well, watches are expensive too, man. Like three hundred bucks is nothing for a. For a yeah, watch. Exactly. yeah, that's the thing, right? It's it's like gamer expensive, uh, yes. but not actually like like wristwatch enthusiast, like jewelry expensive. It's not. Uh, no, Patrick, speaking of questionable purchases, and yeah, they're probably not worth it. Tell me about the mm-hmm. Oculus Quest too. <laughs> I no well, okay one 
Facebook is an uh, an awful company. Should be yeah, yeah, we know, burn, we know. burn to the ground. I yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you're, you're just caveating because uh, you don't want to you don't want to get those emails. You're just well, like no, well, no, because it, it it like you like you need a Facebook account in order to engage with the Oculus Quest too. This it used to be the case that you could have an Oculus account that was not connected to the tentacles of Facebook, and it is not that is not the case with the Oculus Quest too. You need to. If you've had an Oculus account, I believe you can maintain that account for like another year or two, and then they're going to just, just merge those or just purge. They're just going to purge them. Like they're basically have already said Oculus accounts are going away. Facebook accounts are, you know, what's going forward. They just also like merged like Instagram and Facebook messaging in a way that it definitely need to do, but they force you to do mm-hmm. it, Like they're, they're clearly mushing all that stuff together. Um, so the reason I, I caveated that was because there used to be a world where you could sort of like compartmentalize it a bit. It's like, yes, they're owned by Facebook, but I'm like, I'm buying this thing. I'm not engaging with the Facebook platform. And it is now the case that... I'm here as a Palmer um, Lucky stan. <laughs> I'm not here for Facebook. I'm here to support my boy Palmer and his vision. He's out there. He's like specializing in like making like drone technology to like try and catch people coming over the board. He's doing some gross shit Jesus. these days. Um, doing like military contracts and stuff. Um uh, somehow we're still friends on Facebook. Every time I realize that when a, one of his status updates comes up, I'm like, oh, okay. I haven't been defriended yet. Um, anyway, uh, I've always been a big VR advocate. Um, re- really enjoy the technology, you know, like paid. I bought an original Oculus, like dev, uh, you know, uh, uh, platform. Um, so I could have one of those in the house. I paid $700 for the original, like Vive from HTC. So I could have the room scale stuff. Um, and then kind of fell off it the last couple of years other than, you know, playing, um, like a handful of games. I think, uh, and then kind of got back into it with Half-Life Alex, um, earlier this year, which I think is, it was a, that feels like a million years ago to have played that game. Um, I totally like, uh, just, I interviewed, uh, Jake Rodkin and Chris Remo and Sean Vanneman for about Half-Life Alex. Like a really fun hour-long conversation. Then COVID happened and my child was born and that just interview just <laughs> went into a dumpster. At some point oh. I should find that thing. It was a, it was a good chat. Um, but um, uh, that like kind of like got me interested in VR again. I still, even though the 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 Index, the Valve's headset is, is beautiful, it is a pain in the ass to set up and maintain and do the wires like... I, that is, despite the fact that I really like VR, love when I spend my time in there, I even I don't, that ends up being a hurdle where I just don't do it. And so um, they sent me an Oculus Quest 2 a couple of weeks back, and I'd love to give you my impressions of it, except that I am not the one that's using it. Um, huh. uh, my wife has commandeered the Oculus Quest 2. She has, at some point, saw a video for Beat Saber, <laughs> and for months has hounded me she's like you know i don't give a shit about your fucking video games she doesn't say it in that tone but sometimes she does um and she saw beat saber and she's like this looks awesome this seems like a like a exercise routine something that like i'd be really like you go you have all these things downstairs like how do i play the beat saber and i i said yeah i I could probably get that on like the playstation vr you know i could set it up for her in a spot so it's accessible um it just, I just never gotten her doing it. And then just when I thought about explaining like how she's going to like set up the PlayStation and the PlayStation VR, I was like, that is just, that gave me a, a headache. Um, cause it's a headache for me. And so like explaining that to, to a normal person seemed, uh, ridiculous. Anyway, so I got this, I got this quest too. And she's like, wait, 
Like that thing just you just you just put it on, it doesn't plug anything. It's not I don't have to mess with the TV. I was like, absolutely not. So I like, that got Beat Saber. I was like, it absolutely does. And um <laughs> yeah, yeah, like uh, I've used it a couple I've used it a couple of times to get, to set Beat Saber up for her um <laughs> and ex- explain um the menus to, to her and, and guide her through it. Um and now she's off and around, which honestly that speaks more to the quest. And I think I think Austin spoke at length about the original quest that came out two years ago. Um, where he was someone that wasn't really into VR, but then found when he could just pick up a headset on his desk and just engage with it, that he, that like got him into playing a bunch of things that he otherwise wouldn't have. Um, and I think the fact that my wife, who is someone who doesn't engage with a lot of video games and technology and looked at this and was like, I can do this. Like I can pick this up. I can operate it by myself. And I'm like deeply into this, um, this video game, um, like speaks highly to it. Like, and it, and it is like, that's why when I did the, the top about the whole Facebook thing, it's like, it kind of sucks that, um, VR is in this really weird place where, um, the high end tech is, uh, attached to a very, very expensive headset that is then attached to a very, very expensive, um, computer rig where you are looking at spending bare minimum thousands of dollars to play something like half-life Alex at the sort of like the optimal, uh, way. Um, and on the other end, you, if you want to engage with like the, the minimal amount of obstacles, it's like, well, then you've got to, you know, deal if you have a problem with like dealing with a Facebook account. Um, my wife being a normal person, like is barely aware of any of this stuff is like, that thing is fucking VR. And I put it on my head. It's like, great. I'm going to play Beat Saber. And I was like, right, this is most, this is most normal people. And they would just look (laughs) at that and go, that seems fucking cool. Um, I mean, I don't also talk. I'm not on Facebook, but I still have a Facebook account, so I'd be good yeah. to go, right? Like, yes, yes, yeah. So I don't know if there are ways that you can make like a, you know, fake Facebook account or, or what, you know, like just be, register with one just so you can like just jump through. <laughs> yeah, hoops. I don't know. Yeah, just never. I don't know how exactly that works. It's, I've had this since like the same account since college. Um, but yeah, you, it's what. I, yeah, it's 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 fine. Um, but it's it's a pretty remarkable piece of of tech. It's they still have not figured out how to make it easy to like to deal with straps that like they can figure out how to like put you into a virtual world and have no wires, but they can't make it easy to like attach it to your head. Um, <laughs> they sell like a separate pro strap that I've read is like really good and solves this problem. What? But then that means like go spend $40. You're not getting aftermarket on, like, some... parts for your, for your Oculus. <laughs> That's not, you're not hot rodding th- your Oculus. <laughs> no, well, I did. I, I last last night. I don't know. If there's like gonna be in trouble with PR because there's lots of scary messages that comes up with it. But like, I, um, like you don't have to hack it. You just like register for a developer account so you can sideload software into the the Oculus Quest. Um, so in order to sideload software, you need to just register as developer and jump through a couple of settings hoops. And boy, those messages are scary when you <laughs> do that. Like the whole time, it's like the fuck you up to man like what are what you, you what, what are you doing with this <laughs> like i installed i installed something on it um that that uh, my wife wanted to mess around with and she ended up like formatting like the software <laughs> that i was like doing because she like they make like a big blue button it's like this is the you want to fix this and like, i walked out of the room for like two minutes i was like hey i think i set up this thing for you i, I think you're gonna like this um it, like just put it on you'll be good to go i come back she's like i don't know what i did and i was like did you hit like the big blue button that says like restore which makes sense big blue button that says hey i think something's wrong hey. do you want to fix it and she said of course i do i did that and i was like no 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 they're just warning they're just trying to put up scary messages so you won't do this to the headset um so uh but yeah it's a it's a it's a neat piece of tech i um 
to the point where like I sort of looked at my index and as nice as that was for like Half-Life Alex, I was like, I might pack all this shit up and put it in a closet and Damn. just buy the cable that connects my quest to my t- to my computer and like that will just be because I just find I'll probably use it more often where it's like I can yeah. literally just go for upstairs, pull it off the USB charging station, bring it down here, put it on. I mean, like if I could just do that, that just and you know, at the end of the day, I'm just trying- image quality or basically they're just yeah, oh there. yeah, the index is I mean just un. There was a period where uh, uh, Rob, we were talking about like the next time you'd be in Chicago, I was like, let's find a time you can come over to my house. I'm going to show you the index, like show you like high end VR. Uh, and then COVID happened. Um, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's meaningfully different. And there are hoops to jump through if you want to like, I've heard it's not as simple as just like collecting, you know, like connecting a quest and then like playing, you know, Half-Life Alex because like then you're talking about the Steam um, marketplace. So but there are ways you can hack together just about anything with these devices. The Even though VR is not taken off in the way that I think some advocates were, were hoping for, it certainly has like a really dedicated um, community that will kind of like let you do what you, you want to do. So um, definitely Facebook sent me, they sent me the quest and they sent me the 64 gigabyte one, which like in every review was like, don't buy this one because <laughs> you, it's like, there's no expandable storage oh, on the quest. You no. are just stuck with your 64 gigs. Yeah. Um, which sounds like it's not a huge deal if you're just playing games, but if you want to get into like videos and stuff like that, you know, that stuff fill, fills up fast. So, um, you know, it is what it is, but, um, yeah, I, I mean, all qualms about Facebook aside, which is unfortunately like a huge hand wave. Like the Quest Two is like really, it's really fucking cool. Um, I can't compare it to the Quest One, so I don't know if like this is a situation where you'd be better off just like just go buy the you know a hand me down Quest or, or go get one on sale. But either way, I, it makes me. Sony seems to be indicating they're going to do another PSVR, and boy, do I hope it is somehow essentially the same. Maybe just one wire connected to the to the PS Five. Um, which we have now. Maybe before the break, we could just say we have a PlayStation 5. Rob has a PlayStation 5. <laughs> I have a PlayStation 5. Gita will have a PlayStation 5 today. See if that delivery comes through. Yeah. Um, and we can't, them, can't them say more than that. surprising us. Did you guys have any weekend plans? Because you should cancel them so that you can get your PlayStations. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It could be yep. there any minute. Like, quite, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I did uh, have weekend plans. <laughs> That didn't revolve around waiting on FedEx, so... Hey, I didn't have to wait around for it. My FedEx package, package woke me up that before my children Damn. did. The, like, the FedEx guy... Dude, I don't know if there was, like, a note on there that said, make sure, like, try very hard to make sure this person is home. Because, <laughs> like, we have, like, a, you know, a digital doorbell that people usually click, and then you can kind of hear it from down the hall. No, it was like... Donk, 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 donk. Like, <laughs> and everyone was up. Dog barks. Newborn woke up, yeah. four year old woke up. My daughter, my, my wife is kicking me in the back. She's like, the what next is at generation the door is as, here. Yeah, it's, it announced itself. So um, we'll have more to say about that in the in the in the coming weeks. There are strict embargoes on. I think something lifts tonight. I was trying to look that up, but I, tomorrow I wasn't I able think. to find it. But uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it's in one of the decks we were given. Uh, but hey. You'll have to wait to hear impressions of uh, the new consoles, but if you're looking for things that you can buy right now, stay tuned for these messages. (laughs) 
when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. I don't know if we're back or not. Did we ever break for ad? Kyle, you slid that in, we right? We did. We, yeah. We, we broke we, we for broke, ad. We, we, we broke, broke for ad. ad. Great. Uh, <laughs> so, I did, however, uh, just have a nightmarish weekend. Like, I think I, I think I set something terrible loose in the world when mm. I was sort of making the living room ready for the new consoles. Uh, because it did require, like, okay, we're going to have some consoles showing up soon so it's time to like which of these gets to stay out uh and it's a weird thing where like i think the playstation 3 might have survived this round of purges again because the playstation 4 and xbox one are basically being rendered kind of redundant right the backwards compatibility seems like it's the plan is to make that extensive enough well and it seems like you'll be in a situation where the vast majority of things you're ever going to put in your xbox are just going to work and then in the rare case where it doesn't then go dig it out. But it's not going to be a thing where you can probably safely assume most times your Xbox is going to play the thing that you want right. to play and probably play it better than it was playing before. Whereas PlayStation, that's like, you're good for PS4, but if you're anything beyond that, yeah. you're, you, like, it's, you're gonna, it's, it's sus. And so once again, the PlayStation 3 might have survived a round of console purges. For what? It, like, what is, what's on the docket? What's, OG I mean, Demon I'm not, Souls? Original Demon Souls? Yeah. You're gonna be offline to OG Demon Souls. You gotta. You're gonna. Do you have a copy of Demon Souls? Yes. Okay. But I'm probably not doing a, that now. I was gonna say there's a new one, like a fake per- one. A fake. A f- wow. Oh wow! Wow! Mm. Damn! Shots fired. Look, I oh, look. I haven't played point. any of these games since Demon Souls, but I do know that <laughs> uh, you played Demon Souls a little bit. Yeah. How did Enough this never to realize that it was not for me. <laughs> ah, right. Well, I had a very intense day, like playing through the first like real level after the tutorial, and I was like, "This is infuriating." Like, I understand, <laughs> like I get it, but Rob, I'm a freelance are, writer. Rob, I need to move you, on. We are going to do a summon stream whenever we are allowed <laughs> to uh, do that. You're going to bring me. I don't know world. what that is. You can bring in a friend. You can do co-op. So can you just like carry me through Demon Souls? I forget. Ricardo, <sighs> the, the summoning only ha- you can't just summon. It's only before bosses, right? But then, like, do you have to go into the boss? Could you like run around? I forget exactly because I, I don't. I, I'm gonna sound like an asshole. I do don't not. summon. Like, I, I don't bring people into my games. So I forget. It you depends. can sort of do if like it, a fake it, co-op, right? If it hasn't, but you make an since- exception for me. You would. You would let me. Come well, I know. Yeah. So Souls no, 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 Rob, Rob, Rob. I have no problem helping others in the world i i tend to like avoid summoning people into my world for for my for my my fights but one of the great joys of any souls game is beating a boss and then hanging out in front of that boss's door and helping out other people like get over the hump like that is that they're truly yeah a few greater feelings than like beating the shit out of some boss that has been giving you trouble and then being like 
it's all right, man. Like I'm gonna come in. I'm gonna help you. Got you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would. I. I would. It would. It would delight me to, to no end to 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 be part of your early uh, Demon Souls experience. If only we'd known this back when I was playing Demon Souls and getting frustrated, and <laughs> uh, the fun we could have had. Uh, no one knew back then, though. The, the, the Souls discourse has evolved. Demon Souls since. people did. That's that to me has always been the weird thing. Is Demon Souls was wildly popular. Like people loved yes. that fucking game. Well, it was popular. It was popular, and then it's a there's a blockbuster, right? Like Dark yeah. Souls was when it crossed over to mainstream. It was no longer um, shocking that GameSpot. It was genuinely shocking when GameSpot gave. Back when Game of the Year stuff like mattered more, like that, like had carried more weight. Um, there were just fewer publications. Like GameSpot gave Demon Souls a Game of the Year. Like that was like a holy shit moment for you know, as far as that kind of you know, like a surprise Oscar sort of sort of thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, people love people who loved that game loved that game, but it wasn't until Dark Souls, which was only two years later, that it like you know a lot of people got on the the the, the train with it. Yeah, it. That part always kind of baffled me was that it was like Demon Souls. Like it seemed like it had had its sort of critical mass breakthrough, but really hadn't seen anything yet. Um, given how people reacted to Dark Souls, but anyway, uh, so I had to, I had to sort of go behind the console for the first time in like over a year, and just start like checking out how is my cabling, what's been what's been going on back there. And let me tell you, nothing good. Nothing good has been going on. Have you back bought? There. I could use some. So I've rearranged my entire office in preparation for for this moment. Was like I bought a new desk. Like I uh, I this a couple days ago I hung a TV. Like what I got when I was told by Sony. By the way, you know your PS5 is coming in the morning. I was like, oh fuck! I've been putting off hanging this TV, and so I guess that's what I'm what I'm doing tonight. Um, didn't watch the third debate, which is great. I didn't need to watch that. I hung a TV instead. It was a much better use of my time. (laughs) Um, But that's like the one thing that I haven't done yet is cable management. Um, And this is one of the things where Rob and I, you and I, how we arrive at purchasing decisions is, is different, but I trust that you will do like the research. And this one, I will just blind, I will just blind buy whatever you say. This is for your cables. Like I need stuff for my desk. I'm going to need stuff for these machines. Like what am I, what am I doing with my cables? How am I cleaning this up? Uh, well, I mean, you like the thing is, I don't think there is a special solution beyond just like get one of those cable management kits that like the main thing for me is those Velcro straps. Um, that's what that I got for my, my standing desk upstairs. You need a million of them. Yes. Like this is you the need thing. way <laughs> more. Than, that's what I learned is you need far more than what you look at. You look at it on the diagram <sighs> on Amazon or whatever. And you're like, oh, I only need like three of those. And then you get it and you go, oh, I need like 12 of these. <laughs> and then once you start doing it, you realize you need 24 of those and you cut some of them wrong. So really you needed like 30 of them. Um, and so that's like, that's the main thing. Like that's the big secret. Just like have a million of those. Uh, zip ties are good too. Um, but I find that like the, the problem is eventually you're going to be like, Oh, I, want to change something and if it's all zip tied together then you got to cut it and sort of rebundle yep. the cables and that's annoying whereas the uh the velcro thing makes it easy to get in there and make revisions um but yeah no it was an entire like the main thing though that i realized is that mice have been using the area behind my consoles as like a vice uh, a mice like condominium oh, um okay. and all those warm electronics and those oh. cables sort of pulsing with electric energy um, there's your wires, a little, you, little, uh, little nighttime snack. 
So the great, the good news is that in between fully equipping a pantry <laughs> and getting a dog, mice mm. no longer feel any interest or compulsion to eat <laughs> electronics around here uh, because they have a bounty of of other options uh, to choose from. There's the uh, kibble that Mina throws across the floor um, because she likes sort of chasing it down and eating it up bit by bit. Um, mm. But she always forgets some, and the mice will find it. Uh, or there's the pantry, uh, which we discovered like over the summer, the mice were starting to chew through the bags um, of a bunch of stuff. And um, that was disappointing. Really disappointing. D- disappointed in you, mice. Uh, really thought you'd be better than that. Uh, so we had to spend a, a tiny fortune on shit from the, the container store to... Uh, to sort of seal now bags within like plastic canisters uh, that the that the mice can't get at, and then the minute I did that, uh, Mina got sick and mm. has kennel cough, and so I barely slept this weekend. That oh. kennel cough, uh, Pixel had that um, uh, a couple of years ago, and then when she had some teeth extracted, which is a regular thing for her because she is extremely old and. Chihuahua bodies outlast um, their mouth. It's basically oh. once a year I take her for an appointment and go, so how many thousands am I spending to take these teeth out? Um, that's just a every year. It's just a how much am I spending? Ooh. Anyway, th- that coughing is d- unbelievable. It is. Oh, my there's, God. There's nothing and there's nothing you can do about it. You cannot be in a different. I'm in a house, Rob. Mm. I could put that dog. And we did for a while. Cruelly think about like putting her in like her cage, putting her in my office downstairs, like fully like a, like a <laughs> the closest we can get to like the uh, other end of the house because the noise was just deafening. And you feel terrible because I'm sure it's like wildly uncomfortable for the, for the animal as well. But it is just, I mean, it's, it's like something out of a horror film. Like it is just like deafening. Um, like whatever, the, however you have felt respiratorily, if you've had like a bad flu where you just get like in a coughing fit, like that's what these dogs sound like when they're dealing with kennel cough. Well, and so Mina's also got a version where um, like she's hacking up just really watery, uh, like mucusy oh. stuff. It's super water. It's it's like there's little puddles of water on the okay. floor when she's right. done. Uh, so it was easy to clean up, but it's like everywhere. Mm. Yeah. And so like, and the, the thing is, so when this first cropped up over the weekend, uh, and I don't know, in my head it's connected because I know, I think she's allergic to, like, mice. And I think I'd kicked up enough, like, dander and, and such sure. that, like, um, she might have started coughing then. But she had kennel cough by, by evening. And then I had the, um, this is the first time this has happened to us. And so even though I could go, I was like, symptoms, et cetera, and Google in multiple places is basically like, this is kennel cough. And then I watch videos of like people demonstrating like I'm a veterinarian. Here's what kennel cough sounds like. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds like my dog. That sounds like my dog. Okay, cool. Go to bed. Lights go out and everything. Dog starts like hacking. And I'm like, or, you know, she could be dying. So I better Ugh. get out of bed and sit up with this dog. Well, because also couldn't sleep. She was on our bed, just like hacking up a storm. No way I could sleep through that. Uh, so I ended up just like spending all of Saturday night into Sunday morning just staying up with my dog, watching episodes of The Mentalist and trying to enjoy Ace Combat. And uh, 
then come the morning, you know, called the the vet. And I'm like, I, I think my dog might be dying. I think my dog's really sick. And like the dog starts coughing in the background. They're like, that's just kennel cough. Um, nothing to worry about there. Is this your first dog? Yeah. Don't, don't bring that dog here, please. Um, that dog is super contagious. So we would definitely not like to see your dog right now. Yeah. This um, is the same. It's like one of the things they always tell um, to give to new parents is uh, they're like, look at a, this is a little gross. Look at a poo color chart for newborns. Is that like the color of that poo changes a lot, like over the course of like that first month? And like different colors don't mean that your child is dying. You don't need to rush your child in to be looked at. And it's like, my, so at, when we, it was four years between both of our kids, and both times it was like one of us would like go to clean the baby and be like, so, hmm, is this normal? And it's like, pull up the chart. Like, no, that's in See, the, I feel yeah. like you're wired, though, to eventually, like, you will process and be like, this is normal. I'm cool. I'm, like, removing this. It'll happen. Yeah, like, you have to go words. through that. You go through the scares. You have to You have to go through the. Yeah. And you have to, like, not beat yourself over, like, the panic attack because, like, it happens. Like, there are all the amount of times. Um, and this happened again when we had our second child because it's been four years later. But it's like, that kid has not made a fucking noise in a long. <laughs> like, it's been, like four hours that's a long nap that child is dead and you go in <laughs> and you put your hand on their back and you feel their you know lungs move up and down and you're like okay like that's just me being paranoid like so it's all that stuff is is oh, par yeah. for, well for and mina course. like but especially in covid where no one wants you to come in and do anything there's yes. like even more barriers of like please do not <laughs> like <laughs> come in get on a phone and talk to someone before you make any decisions yeah, Child so fine. I I did the math uh, because of various Mina things because she's also decided that three in the morning is a perfectly good wake up time. Um, oh, she's oh. she's because I'm a soft touch. If she can wake me up, the odds are very good she will be taken outside immediately. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. whenever like in the middle of the night she decides it feels like this is a good morning time, I will wake up. She's very patient, but like you know sometimes you sort of like half awake in the night, but usually you just go back to sleep. When I do that, like Mina will sense that and I'll open my eyes and she'll be standing over me. She'll just be standing <laughs> over me with her like little poodle ears like draped toward my face, just like watching me. And I sort of like open my eyes and she's like, okay, finally you're awake. And then she's like trying to push me off the bed and be like, you can take me out now. And I'm like, right, once you've done sure, it a couple times, be- you, you, you become marked. And now she knows that she can just do that. To you, Pixel, she, um, my wife always complains that, like, Pixel just, uh, you know, she's, you know, sometimes when the weather's a little off, she's like, just doesn't like to go for a walk and just immediately will turn, turn around and go home. And I was like, she doesn't, she doesn't do that with me. <laughs> like, she just knows if she puts up a little bit of resistance that you're going to turn your ass around and, like, go back home. Whereas she knows I'm going to pick her up and, like, walk her another two blocks and I'll make her walk back. And on the way back, she will do her business and <laughs> take care of herself. It is funny how, how animals pick up on stuff like that. Also terrible. Cause now you're being woken up at three in the morning. So yeah. So I, yeah, that part is doing the math in like seven nights. Uh, I have slept through the night four times. Uh, but then the other three, I got like Ugh. four hours of sleep, three hours of sleep. Great. Uh, so I just feel like crap, just utter crap. So yeah. if uh, this podcast is a little, 
is a little loopy. That's a big part of it. My, uh, anything uh, else we want to hit before we? God, even playing Ghost Runner. Yeah. Uh, I in just the season to say of hauntings. Really quick, though, because y'all yeah. were talking about it. Same here, because I mean, not only did I wake up much oh, earlier than even? I normally do. My cat is fine normally. She's just a clumsy motherfucker. And the mm. other night, some point at like one in the morning, she fucking managed to fall onto the controls to our bidet. Uh, and then <laughs> at two fucking 30, I woke into the sound of what I thought was our radiators hissing, but was just a bidet going full blast. That bathroom was flooded. Like there was an inch of water in that in the bathroom. Uh, wow. 2.30, I guess that could have been worse. Uh, yeah, it just fucking sucks to have to clean that up that night, not sleep Wait. very well, and then also be like, well, tomorrow is also not going to be a good sleeping day because I got to get up at fucking 6 o'clock to be able to get to the polls by 7. <laughs> do you have a downstairs neighbor? I do. Um, as far do as I know, nothing. anything from the water? No, not anymore. No, they haven't heard shit. They don't listen to this. They don't know me. It's fine. <laughs> Nothing. Oh, happened. but you didn't like check in. You weren't like, "Hey, neighbor, uh, my cat." <laughs> wow, putting Kato on blast. Look. Like what Kato's saying is, seems like it was fine, Rob. Yeah, let's just move on with our lives. Whereas like Rob's if someone like, had asked, go down with and like, like oh yeah, I know like what a, happened. Here. Like a, 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 some roses and be like, "I'm sorry, what happened last night?" Nothing happened. Here's the thing: is that it flooded so quickly that I believe that there weren't any leaks. Right, like it. I feel like it wouldn't have gathered that much water if things were getting down to the sec to the first floor. So I think we're fine. That's, you know, that's a good point. That's a good point because it's not like. <laughs> I mean, I guess it all depends how much like throughput that bidet has, right? Yeah, so like you have to look up some manufacturer stats, <laughs> like for that mode that the cat had activated. Qu okay, hold on, back up. Uh, how does a cat fall on the bidet controls? I thought those were like on a like I thought it was like um. Like a, one of those, um, like bed controllers, like for a uh, no. Bed, I mean, some of them, like, some of them are like fancier ones are, but ours is like yeah. just a valve. So like, there's just a knob that she happened to turn. It's not like a knob. It's a weird kind of flat knob situation. I'll. I need to find a picture of this bidet. It's a thing that you can imagine. Imagine if instead of a knob, um, on like a on a sink. There was a flat part to a knob, and that flat part was parallel with the ground. Okay. So she fell yes. on that, and like it tilted because she fell off, like slid off of it, and it doesn't have okay. that much tension on it. Um, and that's how she managed to turn this thing because, yeah, it's not it's not like a round knob that you turn. It's like a flattened edge that has that connects to the knob. It's like a paddle, almost. I guess you could call it. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, so she just like fell on that somehow, and now we have to make sure that the the bathroom door is closed every night before we go to sleep, and she's not in there. <laughs> yeah, End of cat that's... story. Ghost runner. Ghost runner. <laughs> is that out um, this week or that's out on th like later this week, right? Um, let me double check. I know the embargo is today, so we're good to talk about it, but I don't actually know when it releases. Um, I feel like it's this week. For some reason, mine says September 29th, which is wrong. I think that just wasn't a demo. That was when the happened. demo was, right? Yeah. October yeah, 27th. Yeah. Oh, so October. actually, it's like straight Tomorrow. up. I, <laughs> nice. I was like, I, uh, um, I downloaded this game as well and then didn't put in like the special code to like turn it from the demo into like the actual game. Right. So I like, <laughs> played it. It was like, thanks for playing the demo. And I was like, what are you, Wait. <laughs> what, what, <laughs> Wait what just second. happened here? Um, 
but yeah, uh, Ghost Runner is a uh, first person platformer, is what I would call it, um, basically. Um, Mirror's Edge with a sword. Yeah, Mirror's Edge, but you have a sword. And a grappling hook. And a grappling hook and some abilities. You are a cyborg or a straight up android. I'm not sure yet. We're figuring that bit out. Uh, in a cy- cyberpunk world where all of humanity, humanity lives in a tower because the world outside is deadly to humans. Um, and there was uh, the original society built by the architect. And then there was like uh, a coup. And so the current government uh, is being kind of fought against by some rebels. And apparently you were once part of the rebels, but you being a robot got your memory wiped. Don't know. You're kind of starting from scratch. So you have essentially pretty early on in the game, you get both the original architect, which has uploaded his brain to the cloud, basically, and a one uh, one of the resistance fighters are kind of these two talking voices in your head that as you like do sick wall runs and jumps and shit to get higher and higher into the tower, kind of uh, give you these varying truths and you're kind of trying to figure out, uh, hey, what, uh, who's, who, who do I trust here? Um, but mostly what you're actively doing in the game is um, making your way through a bunch of uh, uh, spaces where most of your movement is going to be over wall running like you're wall running like 90 percent of the time it feels like um mm-hmm. either that or like grappling through things to the air and you have a couple different abilities the first one you start with is a dash that if you do in the air and you hold the dash button down you slow down time and then you can like pick a direction left or right to kind of dash through and this is how you primarily avoid the like baseline enemies which are like these guys with like single shot pistols basically well, it's one hit it's one hit kills so yeah you, you, and that's you the other thing is like you don't have a scuff yeah you don't have uh any health but the first kind of batch of enemies are very kind of like pop 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 there's a rhythm to them almost that you can kind of uh suss out and so you're dodging them killing them with the it's also one hit kills the other way like everything you hit uh every every human you cut through you cut you cut a human body clean in half with a single sword swipe. So, um, that's just how the, katanas are, right? That's just because of the the way that they're because the folding, folding, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. No, we're yeah, we know what's up. <laughs> we know what's up with the katanas, especially future katanas. Uh, I'm sure they're folded so many more Fold times me more. at this point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just over time, they keep folding them. Um, and um, I've been having a lot of a lot of fun with it. It has the correct um is i'm like sometimes the checkpointing has been a little a little rough but most of the time the checkpointing is actually really great and the the, like quick start has kind of saved this game for me it feels very much in line with like a meat boy or even a celeste situation where like you have kind of a room or a, a space that you're trying to get through and when you die, it's like a quick. You hit R and you're you popped immediately back to the There's beginning. Just no downtime. Like you no downtime. Like just you just like go go jump go. down that slide, get up on that that wall run again, and yeah. just give that like sequence another another shot. Um, it doesn't and, fall into that mirror's edge problem of like I was having fun, but I'm frustrated as hell now. Like it, <laughs> but I keep because mirror's edge. The thing was. <laughs> You would fail out, or you'd fail out, but you'd have to like repeat so many sequences so many times to like figure out how they're like what they're asking you to do. You did and that more, didn't you did feel more verbs, like yeah, there's more things you can do, right? Like right. Mirror's Edge explicitly said, like, "Hey, 
no combat. Um, and I guess the there was sequel, a little bit, like, right? There's a little bit of that, yeah. But you didn't have to. Like it was. It right. also it wasn't good. Like right. there was only a couple of times we had to engage with it in the original, and it was like, yeah, this is the best parts when you're not doing this. Where like this game is explicitly sort of like the obstacles are not just the environmental puzzles. Right. Um. It's it's uh it's like way more about getting into the the thick of it. Like there'll be sequences where like hey there are you know, four enemies, you need to kill them in order to unlock the gate to move forward. So it's like you have like puzzle on top of puzzle. It's like, how are you navigating the environment on top of how are you navigating <laughs> the, like the enemies and, you know, yeah. whatever their combat uh, behavior is. Plus it's like, just so snappy. Like it feels it is, so, yes. it's almost too fast. Like it, like I'm playing with a controller <laughs> and at Ooh. times I wonder if I'd be better off with a mouse, but yeah. a keyboard and mouse, just because like I've thought about going, I might do this when I actually play it next. Like, like just simply looking around is mm. so fast. It's very um, quick. I had to turn down I, my mouse sensitivity. It was at like fifty. I had to bump it down to like thirty. Um, and and it's that's just what I think I need to do with the analog fast. stick. Is just like it's just too twitchy in a right. way that I. Um, I also had to change the um, the controls because it like put uh, jump on like a bumper on the Xbox huh. controller. And I was like, that's not hmm. that's the A button, <laughs> sir. Um, and there is just like another. Uh, control option where like the, the main difference that it is is like it's the same control layout except like hey we move that jump button to the to the a button it's like thank you because right. i was trying to get used to it i was like you know what the, this is the developers they set it up this way i'm not i'm usually not that finicky um but i kept i guess the thinking about is, the jump right and so i'd miss the jump and i was like all right fine i got i'm gonna have to move this to the to i the guess the idea there is that you, they don't want you to move your hands off the sticks as much for the regular platforming right like you should be able to turn and jump and turn it again quickly yes. without moving yeah i back think that forth. would be the the, the argument i think that but it I, works really well with mouse and keyboard personally i hmm. really have enjoyed it a lot just it has a regular space for jump what you like kind of expect um, right. But what's what's been really great about um, this, it, it like doesn't really show up in that first level, which you've played, which is a demo. Um, but after you get out of that first level, which is pretty quick, I beat it in like seven minutes. There's a timer too, which is fun. Um, so if you're prone to trying to beat timers in games, uh, that times you for every level and you can kind of really do, you can really get into speed running and time trialing yourself, It's it, which is a good a good time. But um, after that first level, it uh, starts to kind of open up and you get new abilities as well. Um, and the puzzles start to become, like in the first level, they're pretty linear still because they're uh, teaching you the core mechanics. Um, but after that, um, you, you start to get more and more sequences where they're like, there are multiple th- paths. You can see kind of there's different orders of operations start happening based on different uh, character, uh, like enemies. Like you start to get these like minigun guys that you can't dodge all the bullets of because they're, they're just mm. spraying too quickly. And so you have to use a specific ability to get around them or you have to circle them at top speed in such a way that you wait for them, their next reload and then you can like go in and strike. Um, uh, and there's just like the rooms become a little bit more open, a little bit more uh, like you have multiple paths. You can kind of take things out in certain in different uh, order and figuring out like what feels best and like which where to use which um, ability has been pretty fun. And there's also um, in between those levels, there's these like hacking levels where to hack you do like some platforming and th- those are interesting because it 
when you're in like the digital space, you don't have any of your abilities. So it becomes just a kind of a more standard, um, a kind of, uh, first person, like jumping around platforms, but then all of those are end up being puzzles. Like, like you have to hit triggers in certain, uh, directions, but that's great. That sounds yeah, awesome. They've, they've the extend- platforming is is really good. Yes. In, in the game, like it feels very satisfying to. It's to it's, it's kind around. of like it's very interesting. It's like the the like real world mode is very speedy and quick and about not you. If you stop moving, you're gonna get shot basically. And then yes. these puzzles are very much a kind of slow down. It's like all right, let me consider all of this first uh, because you have to hit. Uh, triggers in certain directions and in certain um, orders and stuff. So it's a very kind of, it's got a good pacing of like, all right, I've just been through a bunch of like really high intensity things. Let's slow down and think about this puzzle for a little bit. Uh, it doesn't overstay its welcome, luckily. Like it's like one or two puzzles and then we're back into the action and like, you know, running for our fucking lives again. Um, so yeah, I've been enjoying that a lot so far. Um, Definitely, we'll check back in once I've gotten further in. I've only played like two or three hours at this point. So it looks like, cool as hell. Like, yeah, I was, just, it, yeah, I was I mean, like, this looks. Yeah, yeah. Like I kind of did. Feels great. Like if you if, yeah. if you ever if you if you like me spent way too many too much time replaying the tutorial level in Titanfall Two, where you have yep. you have you can get yes. timed on yes. getting through that level and killing all the enemies as quickly as possible. This is the game for you. This is that without the guns. That game started because I kept doing runs. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That is what this game is. It's like absolutely doing that. Um, You do get a power early on. There aren't any guns. So it's all like you have to get up close to do the melee attack, but there is a power that you get like right after the first level where if you time it right, you can deflect bullets back at people, which has been fucking sick. (laughs) Uh, Like, um, it's just yeah, there, there's all sorts of great things. I don't want to spoil too much more of the other abilities because they they're really neat and they just really make you like. There's really neat tricks with some of them where like yeah, the point of it is to kill enemies, but then you also end up gaining momentum in a way where you can really like start uh, moving in new different ways uh, around the space. It's it's really cool. All right, well, uh, we will check back in on that when you've gotten a little further and when it sounds like more of us are probably going to be dipping into yeah. it as well. Yeah. Uh, I think that will probably do it for this week's show. Unless, Patrick, there's anything last you wanted to hit or bring up or if there's any final breaking nah. news. Yeah. I was going to find some more Season of the Witch clips, you know, close it out. <laughs> yeah. Just want to spoil. We'll end up watching the whole thing just through clips. It'll be fine. It'll be great. That's fine. That's just you know what? Again, I got to watch it annually, and this is just be my. I'll watch the the clip show. You're watching yeah. pieces now. The mosaic approach. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can send any questions to gamingadvice.com with the subject question. Uh, you hit us up with questions, comments about uh, anything from season of the witch to uh, the history of strange Real. <laughs> Uh, to <laughs> the monarchist tendencies of Pokemon. Uh, is this yeah. <laughs> is this an uncomfortable retcon? Like, did we just create a situation where the political beliefs of Pokemon are toxic, uh, are, are regressive? Um, this is this would be sad news, but it's weird. It's, in twenty twenty, hardly surprising. You know, it's very much a uh, what's what's the fucking term? I know there's a term for this. The like uh, <sighs> revanchiste, noblesse. Noblesse oblige. Yeah, 
like where the Pokemon gets its power by being revered, and with its power, it gives the people good crops, right? Like, because it's because there's magic, because it's Pokemon. There's magic and shit. So yeah, you know, there's actually an exchange happening here where normally it's interesting. You know, so if way. if Pokemon God did not exist, they would have to invent him, sort of. Like that's kind of. Yeah. They need good crops, and a Pokemon is there to be worshipped to give good crops. Well, yeah, you yeah. know, <laughs> whatever works. Sounds it sounds like an effective political system, uh, but a bit theocratic. <laughs> who can say? Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Waypoint. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Rob Zachney. Kato, where can people find you? At a underscore Kato underscore appears. Patrick at Patrick Lubbock. Uh Our Theme music is by Bowen. <laughs> <laughs> it's a track I miss you off the EP panel yeah? machine. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, you can learn more at waypoint.zone slash Bowen. We all need a nap. Um, I need to write an outro for this thing. That's what, that's what I need to do so this never happens again. You don't, you don't though, actually. I do. I do. Because I always right. think this and it's very anxious. It's, uh, I don't know how to end these shows anymore. Um... And so sometimes they just end. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Good, good, great. Oh, love it. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, waiting for Patrick to realize that was happening, though, was a pleasure. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, what what Xbox things are going to be like, this is meant to be played on Series X? Like, what is going to exist? Nothing. Assassin's Creed is like their big one. But um, you can still play that on, I don't know. We'll on find out Xbox on... One X at 4K yeah. still, oh, right? No. Probably. I think so. Uh, so we'll like, what's Wednesday. the I think point? Wednesday is when all the when all the <laughs> Xbox codes. So we'll figure out whatever third party stuff is gonna. Right. It's gonna be I need, weird. It... I can't. I can't. I, I want all the codes for all the November games to drop this week because I like. I got an email from Comcast on Saturday. That was like, you have hit your data cap, like 1.2 <laughs> terabytes. Like you've crushed it. So and you get a one month waiver where you can just. <laughs> You could just like go over as much as you want for the month. So I was just like, I just want to download another terabyte this week. Like, give me Cyberpunk. Right. Give me Watch Dogs. Give me Assassin's Creed. Yeah, like, I, I need just that need Cyberpunk. To, like, tear, ASAP. Tear it through all these. I haven't seen, I don't think codes are out yet. I haven't seen anything, but I'm guessing that's going to be, I think that's all this week. Cyberpunk, so. just play yeah. Ghost Runner. That's all the Cyberpunk you need. <laughs> Honestly, you know what? You know what's going to end up being the better game? Is Ghost, Ghost Runner. Runner. 100%. Like Almost certainly. <laughs> yeah. Almost certainly. It wants to do. Yeah. Uh, Did anything super racist happen in, in Ghost Runner yet? Not Kato? yet. I, we're good so far. Honestly. No, nobody came out like wielding a Mac 10 and a taco and be like, yo, essay. No. <laughs> Looking Fuck. loco, homie. Fuck. <laughs> Terrible. God damn it.
terrible. I'll upload this uh, folder file thing. You know what's Thank up. You. God, you already know what it is. It's oh, a file. God. It's going oh, in the please going get, in a file give me folder. The file. Thank you. All right, bye. I mean, well, I think I think all of them are worth watching, but maybe not for the reasons that most people would consider uh, spending their time. But the third one, Halloween Three: Season of the Witch, is one of my all-time favorites because it's the only non uh, Michael Myers one. Like John Carpenter yeah. makes Halloween, then the Halloween the literal the, the October after they force him to like you know shit out a sequel, which is okay, um, and then he says like I, this is not what i wanted to do the reason he called it halloween and not like michael myers was because he wanted it to be an anthology uh, uh thing he was like really he, he's done all sorts of anthologies over his career and that's yeah. why he wanted halloween to be his and so they they gave him like fine all right go make your you know non michael myers thing and season of the witch which he didn't direct but like produce and oversaw um is just the the premise is there is an ancient witch that has um created uh, a megacorp that produces like all of the like Halloween masks that kids want. Um, it's called silver shamrock. Um, uh -oh. And they've like, you know, spent decades like establishing their prominence. And then this one Halloween, they are going and like part of the way they hype up Halloween each year is they have this commercial um, silver shamrock commercials. Cause it's really good um, little theme music that we dance around to in our house constantly. Um, and uh, when the the witching hour is upon them, when they are going to eliminate children from the world, <laughs> they are going to put the masks on, watch the commercial, and it turns their bodies into uh, bugs, and they die. Um, and that's the premise of Season of the Witch. Uh, um, like, okay. like multiple bugs? Oh, yeah. It's like just a, a, let me see ugh. if I can find a... <laughs> let me see if I can find a... Oh, wait, like so one like big... Child, like the, bo the body, like, dissolves into bugs. Oh, yeah, it's horrifying. <laughs> Yeah, I was wondering if it was like the fly situation or fucking or like Kafka, oogie, like. oogie bo uh, fucking what's his face. From it's more of an oogie boogie yeah, situation. Right? Yeah, <laughs> like arguably, if if you were to tell me that Tim Burton was inspired by season of the witch, I would um, <laughs> I would believe you. Okay, I'm just gonna. Okay, here we go. This is great. You're either, you're either going to watch this, Rob, after you watch this clip, or you're going to go, I'm good. I've seen as much as I need to see from season three. <laughs> Movie clip. Should we just open? Do you want to just watch this clip from Halloween 3 season of The Witch? Do you want to start our podcast? Sure. I'm just watching this. <laughs> okay, stop. Pause it. Wait. We're going to make Kata watch it. Okay. You got it. Kata, do you want to watch this? We don't want to yeah. force you into anything. No, no, no. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. I like spooky shit. We'll watch this and then we'll count in and do all that stuff. But yeah, I'm all right. I'm ready to go. Let me know when y'all are. I'm re I'm recording. I want my reaction. Uh, all right, ready? What? Three, two, one, on zero. Yeah. All right. Yes. Three, yep. two, one, play. This is about halfway There's through the movie. Right this is like they're like at the factory. Relax a minute, will you? Are they in a fallout truck? What the fuck is... Oh, it's a lab. Right. I just want my yes. opinion about some this family had, like, shown up at, like, a local hotel, and you know, then they all go on a tour of the factory by the, no, of course, benevolent, the person on the left, uh, Maybe not owner of the Megacorp. 
inspired like these two shots like they're different realities almost you got like the sitcom couple and then these mm-hmm. guys are like in the 70s horror like sci-fi horror movie <laughs> it's time it's That's not the problem, Mom. She's been jokeified. <laughs> oh. Okay. We're fine so far. Is that pumpkin shit? Yeah, the pu- I don't. I don't know what's happening to like the material of that pumpkin. Oh. Oh no, I don't like that. Oh at all. no. <laughs> Not sure where the snakes came from. Snakes? You said bugs? Now there's snakes? <laughs> Holy shit. No, this guy doesn't what feel too good. Freaking out. <laughs> I feel like if he just got on the couch, like I don't think that's, you know, you probably got a chance to get away from that snake. Oh, that's an aggressive oh, snake. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. I don't know my snake. Or is this an asshole? Don't like that. Oh no. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about this. Look, you said you want you said you wanted to be in the in the in the spirit of the holiday. Get in the get in the get in the mood. Come on. Let's go. <laughs> I have a, a snake issue thing? I have is like that's just gross enough uh-huh. that I'm like uh, I don't know I don't know am I it's scared probably, or am it, I just it, grossed out? It is the grossest part of the movie. I don't think there's anything even like remotely um, uh, touching on that. Um, now I'm in the middle of rewatching it, so watch I'll like come back tomorrow. Like so, actually, there's like six more really gross parts that I forgot about. <laughs> yeah, which didn't really just register like, with uh, me because I like it so much. <laughs> All right. Damn. All right. Shall we go to time.is? What's today? What's our All right. Holiday? Let's put on our masks well, and watch the time.is. <laughs> watch. Watch. On 30. <laughs> on 30. All right. Oh, Patrick, you excited tonight? Yes, Rob. The, I mean, this is where the Bears we find are currently out, like, our team is bad. The number one seed <laughs> in the NFC, and if they win tonight, Wait, they will man. have the best record in the NFC. Let's this go. is going to be. I'm telling you, Patrick. We both know they're not winning. Like, no, right? they're like, not. No, they're gonna. This may actually finally be um, like all the uh, the games that should not have gone their way 
will all just just is all gonna gel into one game. It's gonna be like forty two to ten, and you're gonna want to turn yeah. it off after the third quarter. Is is how it's I gonna feel. be Who like is it the, against is, the Rams it's against the Rams. Uh, we're beatable. We're beatable. They're not. They're not world beaters. Like it, it could, there's a, there's a world where it goes their way, but just it can't. It can't. Yeah, this is the thing in 2018. Like the Rams were world beaters, or they looked that way. And the assumption was, uh, like, the Bears just got their asses kicked. And the Bears winning that game immediately vaulted them to, like, the very front of the NFC. Yeah. Um, I suspect tonight is going to be the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be the moment where everyone's like, oh, yeah, there's They the actually Bears. are terrible. Um, <laughs> yeah. Defense is getting worn down because they can't get off the field because the offense can't play. And it's just going to spiral from there. I agree. Um, this is us the, just putting it out into the world so that when we're pleasantly surprised once again that the the fraudulent team continues to be at, on top, then we can feel good about it because we've put it out that our expectations are low. We expect to lose. Like you, you know, you're just getting you're getting that negative energy out into the world off the bat. Yeah. Go Bears! I'm still gonna drink heavily and feast <laughs> during <laughs> the game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm gonna uh, make some chicken wings tonight. It's gonna be great. Yeah, that's my, that is my plan. Um, so. We'll see, we'll see how it goes. Uh, all right, so guess we can just get into it, right? 